morning, people. Welcome to Stir Hope everyone's good. We are joined by a special guest today. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, so I'm Apollos, um, obviously known as Cam to my, my close people. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm a creative uh, event organizer. Um, anything creative, I love to lay my hands to. The mm-hmm. one thing I don't do though is what this girl does, DJ. DJ, that's yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. That that's bio. so yeah. bad. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. How are you today? Yeah, no, I'm good. Good today, yeah. Um, Man United's playing. Been seeing bare United shirts around here. So. Honestly, because we're, yeah. we're living, well... Should I even say where I live? But you I live, live by Old Trafford. By Old Trafford, so yeah. it's really, really busy all the time. But Cam, I feel like this, or should I call you Apollos? Yeah. It's to you. Just pick one so it doesn't can we, get Can I ask, the, how did a name come around? Um, Apollos. Yeah. Um, so Apollo um, is the Greek god of like um, poetry, creativity, um, music. Um, there's a few other things as well, like knowledge and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took the O off the end and added us. So it's like finding the creative gods inside us, inside ourselves. Um, that's, that's what that's, that's, yeah. that's what I love about you. It was, a, it was a graphic design project, actually. Oh, was it was it? Okay. Because yeah. I feel like everything that you do creatively has so much purpose. Yeah. And like, yeah. even like the <laughs> fine details of like your logo is like, obviously, I don't know if you'd want to share like what that's about, but I know what it's about and it's like representing. Yeah, yeah. Of, of the country that I come from. Yeah, yeah the River Kasai. So it's yeah. the River Kasai running through the background. Whereas I thought it was lightning bolts. Yeah, you know. But it's not. <laughs> it's like um, going on the map uh, from a like a geographical like bird's eye perspective, mm. and the lines that it, the, the the flow of the river basically, the, okay. how it forks off. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is, yeah. so obviously you you're a photographer, you're a model, you're a poet, you're, <laughs> yeah. you do so many different things, and obviously a lot of people would know that me and um, Cam did origin together he got me on board um and origin yeah, i think from the start from, from day one um so for those of you who don't know origin was like a weekly like community-based event i guess yeah maybe still say a is. bit more about it was yeah, it still, yeah, still is. is just because we're a bit inactive doesn't yeah, mean we're, yeah yeah was but i say was because um, i was yeah. gonna lead me on to my next question like when is it coming back because it's still obviously about mm-hmm. but you've taken a kind of a pause and then origins kind of you know yeah so this is the question i've been avoiding because it's a question that like any if i see anyone from yeah, the origin crowd yeah, yeah. straight away what's happening with origin what's happening with origin but i actually have confirmed that we'll be coming back this year not Jeez. next year Jeez. so that's yeah, what so i so origin yeah a lot of people like i've been in conversations and i'll like people don't realize that i do origin all the time mm-hmm. um but some people will know of the event and i've been in conversation where people have been speaking about it and the community aspects of it and yeah and stuff like that so it's nice to see that it's does it it's, it's, there's a demand for something that you created, mm-hmm. if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's like very nice to see. So. And that was kind of, that's what was really nice. I feel like Origin brought together a community that didn't really have a space in Manchester before. Yeah. And I feel yeah, like yeah. the people that I used to see re- regularly every week was kind of into, in, into the same music as me, like, you know, rappers, artists, creatives, all in one place. You don't really have, now Origin's taken a break. I don't see these people about as much anymore because there's that not yeah, one yeah, space that we can all go to. Completely. That's um, so true, yeah. So that, I just did that, yeah. On a music level, there's not much that else that exists. Obviously, club nights, we still have yeah. club nights in our community that are very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of like a live music showcase yeah. act, yeah, um, kind of um, community night, it's not really. Not yeah, because really I feel like that place was like where all the creative people went. Even if you was like not a musician, there was different people. There was like, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? You had dancers, you had people that do like BBC Extra and whatever it is, like radio shows. You had everyone and the swag was just different. The oh, this is the outfit. That <laughs> the was one of my outfit. favorite things coming there. It's yeah, like everyone's yeah. swag a lot was of, just a lot different. Of crazy photos from from across yeah. the region. Yeah. from day one across till till yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just the the people that came there. Yeah, uh, very much the people that I mix with in my day to day life. Mm-hmm. Like I do have multiple different disciplines that I do come mm-hmm. across with. So it was kind of like a mixture of who I am in that room. Like, Sick. That, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like a lot yeah. of people have like fashion interests. People have like photography interests. Like. Um, some people started doing photography through Origin, actually, mm-hmm. as well. Um, oh which my. I, which yeah. I yeah, yeah, and that's what was great. Uh, one of our photographers, Caius, um, yeah. like, he started through taking photos at my events and then became our regular kind of like photographer oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 like no, that, so. that was so awesome. Yeah, it provided um, a lot of opportunities for people, which mm-hmm. is what, yeah. That's what I, what I found, like, when I went there, I was always so inspired every Same, week. Because yeah. the conversations that you'd, like, have with people and mm. creatives in the scene, it just felt like there was no stush vibes there. Yeah. Everyone just no, wanted to get to know all. each other. And everyone had the same goal and vision if that makes sense 
sense and everyone was very supportive like you speak to someone they'll tell you what they what they want to do and their aim and they're like yeah man keep going and you say the same thing like yeah man i'm, I'm literally just go everyone's just basically hustling, like hustling and everything yeah yes that's what yeah. community is i think community is um common unity that's yeah. what the word actually means common really unity. Yeah, i yeah. didn't know that common so it's, unity. It's, yeah it's people with a common goal common interest heading in the same same kind of direction yeah. and oh. when you're in a space where it's about helping people and benefiting people and making sure everyone grows mm -hmm. then everyone's kind of in it together because what, what i was going to ask you that leads me on to like my next question like what do you think about community do you think a lot more people are how do i phrase this are people open like to community do people want community or do you feel like more time people kind of just want to be the best <laughs> rather than sharing um this is a this is probably a very long question to answer yeah um because I feel like, mm, I think there's there's real community and there's people that like will have a, this false sense of community. So they'll talk about community just for a good look. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've started seeing a lot Performative. of- Performative. Yeah, yeah. They'll start mentioning community on their, on their pages or whatever and stuff like that. They want to build a community, but they want to build a community that they can benefit of. Mm -hmm. If you get what I mean, it's not actual like a sense of community. Like they won't really give as much to that, that community. The community is more given to them. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so I, I do see it sometimes where um, people will speak about community so so often, but when they have to add into the pot themselves, mm -hmm. it's rare that they do that. Yeah, you get I mean, I've had people that I've met and they've been like, one thing about they're not from Manchester, they're from outside of the scene. It was like when when I came into the scene, you was one of the first people that didn't know who I was, but still spoke to me and like supported mm -hmm. me yeah, and gave me support yeah. from. With you had enough, you didn't know me, you didn't know anything you could get from me or anything like that. Um, there was like with other people, it's always like once I don't give something, they stop hitting. They me. start, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and it stops being like that. So I feel like um, there is a lot of users in this industry at the same time as well. People are just there to use you. Yeah, um, I think I think people know what they can get out of you. If you're a radio host, mm -hmm. they want you to play their track. If you're mm -hmm. if you're a musician, they want to collaborate with you on their next mm -hmm. song. Like there is some people that are around you and just like will be near you mm -hmm. um just um just for what you're currently doing or like like i say to get get in what you're the pot that you're in yeah you know what i mean so i think you know what it is when something's popping people love to jump on it Ooh, even if yeah. they're a hater like they might have been a hater before like i found this a lot when i was kind of you know starting out people were like not they were like oh you want to be a dj oh you know mm. and then they start hating and then you know i think as soon and as someone like, like, like as soon as, as someone, soon as, you, as soon as like you someone gasses you up or yeah. you get a lot of views on it and they're like raw, oh my god, you're actually really good. Isn't that yeah. mad? And I feel like that was kind of the same with Origin in mm -hmm. the sense that I saw people like when it was starting out, like obviously you had a smaller crowd going mm -hmm. there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did, and then and then when we built up and it was selling out, I saw I saw the difference in how people spoke to you. Mm. Yeah. So, and it's <laughs> of just, course. And it, yeah. It's I know. Just I know. Mad. I became very aware of it myself. If yeah. you know what I mean, very aware and of it. Because I'm someone who comes from like a big, big family. Like I come, like a, me myself. I'm not around the scene too often, even though I do mm -hmm. add into it with my my creativity. Like mm -hmm. when I'm home, I'm backing off money around family and yeah. around like mm -hmm. friends that I've had since school. Yeah. If you get I me mean, and stuff like that. So I were aware of the way people were were speaking just because of like a specific mm -hmm. thing that I was doing. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? so. And that kind of reminds me of like, you know, Origin was for the community. Quite a lot of the time you you were breaking even, do you know what I mean? And you were doing it for the love of it. Yeah. Because yeah. with events, you can't make like mad amounts of money. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of brings mm -hmm. us yeah, to the Well, question. unless you, you have, um, like if we were to switch to like a club night or something like that, where yeah. you get 500 people in, you've got three DJs that play all night, you make yeah. more money. But when you're... And you've got like four acts to pay. You've got the sound engineer to pay. You've got so many more yeah. other extra things to pay. And also because it's a a new kind of concept, it's like you say, it's something you've got to grow. Mm -hmm. If you get what I mean. So yeah, initially, so um, obviously, yeah, yeah, like a hundred people in the in the in the room, up to two hundred people in the room, you make a lot less money then. Yeah, exactly. Than, like uh, a club night would. Yeah, you've got more overheads as like a live um, music platform. Yeah, so then yeah. there's like that whole idea of like community, and then what makes money and i do think you can do both don't get don't get it twisted i do think there are like a lot of nights in manchester that have community and have and can make money as well but i also think like that brings me on to you know the whole twitter beef that we saw between manny devore and oh Cortese. yeah 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 and that kind of like <laughs> we're just <laughs> that was actually funny though it was it was like um, Clint who runs Cortese. When they're not selling um, the cargoes for 99p. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that in One a minute. One of his guerrilla marketing tactics. Yeah, yeah. So, so Cortese, obviously, they've built up a community um, of, of people 
Um, and I guess Mania DeVore have as well. But I think, what, what was the tweet? Clint was talking about how like the power of community and whatever. And then the owner of Mania DeVore was like, well, what makes the most money? Or what, what was it? That was, what was the t exact tweet? I sent it to you. Um, I'd have to. I'd have to get them. Get well, them get up it up a, on Instagram. Yeah, obviously, like I've been seeing it from from a perspective as well. But then it's like I feel like you have to really go back and and um, understand what community is. Like what I said before, like mm -hmm. co it's common unity. It's people yeah. that have a common goal. Oh yeah. So um, both of them have communities, but one of their communities is more like core, like from the streets, like mm -hmm. your core creative kind of like art based kind of following. If mm -hmm. you get what I mean, so. So back to the tweet, it's because uh, Manny DeVore was accused of plagiarizing Cortese, which I'll, I'll insert the photo here. It does look very, very similar. Like the logo. But I feel like most people's clothing. Yeah. Um, they, there's there's is a boat and that's a, that's a mountain. So similar. I do think there is a little bit of a difference, yeah. to be yeah. honest. I think you can't, you can't then go at somebody for every single thing that looks yeah, similar to yours. That is true. If you get, I mean, you then become like these bigger brands like mm. like Nike and this, that will, anyone that has anything that's slightly similar, they will put a lawsuit on your, your doorstep straight away. And mm. um, that's how you stay as number one, if you get what I mean. Exactly. But to me, it reminds me of Paramount, the, yeah, the it does look like kind of thing. Yeah, it does look yeah, like Paramount. Yeah, it reminds me of a lot. And that was when Clint was like, oh, it's black on black violence. And then um, Reese, who's the owner of Manier Devoir, said before they hated their fans first. Oh, yeah. Man selling clothes for 99p to 13 year olds talking about culture, lol. Five years, we'll see where, where we're both at. And then he goes, and then Reese tweets money over culture there's no love in the streets you'll see so mm, that's deep though yeah. yeah i think there is love in the streets i mean he's, it's very deep uh, yeah i think that's um, very deep yeah. I get what you, I so get what, what you're saying. so do you do you agree with the guy from manier devoir or because it obviously that I'd um, say man so like risa barry used to play uh, football for man city um he started mm -hmm. off as a footballer and uh, became um, a famous footballer pretty young actually mm -hmm. um i know a friend that used to play football with him um, and then obviously he started his own fashion company, Mane Duvar. Um, obviously it was street style at first, but then the people that I've picked up have been more the influencing kind of yeah. crowd, if you yeah, get yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And I think that when the influencing crowd, when the common crowd um, captures something, the streets then goes, that's not cool anymore. Yeah, if you yeah, get what I mean. It's like, it's like a trend now. It's yeah, like yeah. Mane so. Duvar is like a really, it's like a posh PLT. I mm, think, yeah, yeah, and a mm. posh boohoo man. Like it, yeah, it, that kind that, yeah. of like it crowd. Has, it is street. Would you say Mane Devoir's yeah. street? Yeah. yeah it's street, well, of course yeah. it is. They're very street. <laughs> really? It's yeah. not like Cortese, though. Like, when I see, like, they've got these tracksuits, but I wouldn't say it's like, obviously it's tracksuits, but it's not like, I don't know how to say I it. Think it's, it's not like, a, it's like bougie. I, it's like what I think it's only there. really bougie because of the people that, that have now connected to the brand. The I think the clothes and on price. its the clothes the clothes on its own are just clothes. Like a Manu Duvar yeah. t-shirt with a white t-shirt with a print on is the same as a Clint's t-shirt that's white with a print on. Maybe it's what I associate. That's it. It's the association. Yeah, it's psychology in a way. It's when you look at like psychology when you look at something it's what comes to mind when you look at it if you get what i mean right that yeah. must be it so what do you think about you know money and culture do you think you can have like you can still you know represent the culture in a good way and make money like can um, brands do that is that possible or do you think essentially to make loads of money you have to sell out i think no it's not necessarily i feel like our culture and community if you look at it from a wider perspective like from an economic perspective um like underground culture makes less money in general than commercial culture mm. if you get i mean that's mm -hmm. why you see in music when artists go from being rappers to doing songs with the, the biggest pop star at the, mm -hmm. the current moment mm -hmm. um that's why people say chipmunk sold out and stuff like that when he's mm -hmm. doing uh oopsie daisy yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> around about that time obviously it was a song that i did hear uh, my sisters used to play and stuff like that um yeah but yeah so it's, it's that kind of argument of like can you make money while still being underground and obviously you're mm -hmm. never going to make as much money as someone who's commercial if yeah. you get what i mean so it's yeah it's what you're what you want whether you want money whether you want um commercial success whether you want to mm -hmm. stay underground and stay integral to who you are and where you've came from yeah um, but i do think now that underground culture is becoming more crossing over to commercial like yeah some of these biggest artists that are underground that rappers are in the charts if you get what i mean like mm -hmm. number one i feel like five ten years ago it was kind of not possible but now I feel like it's definitely possible. Like, yeah. Stormzy stays integral to who he is, his culture. His latest song has, like, 
everyone in it from mm -hmm. from like Dean Asher Smith, who's uh, who's more famous um, and who is known from being more of an A-lister. Yeah. And then to his underground, Clint in the video, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, Clint's, yeah in Clint's in the video, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to jo Jose Mourinho, football manager, to... Uh, Henry yeah. as well, yeah, presenter. Yeah, yeah, presenters to everyone, if you get mm -hmm. what I mean. So he's stayed integral to who he is, where he comes from, the people that he's he, he's grew up with, but then mm -hmm. also the people that he's now networking and connecting with, like Jonathan Ross is in the video, yeah, yeah. if you get what I mean. So yeah. he's, he's found a way to, like bridge everything together while still make money while still stay cool if but you get people I mean. so there is a way to do it yeah um, people will still criticize him for selling out though would you feel like he only did that he can only do that when like you can only sorry you can only do that when you're in a higher position yeah i, I feel think he would have done that time ago because no, not everyone knew him but now it's storms he has the money to do all of that yeah and people respect him as well do you feel like you need to be respected to do that um i feel like when you when you are respected and you do step away, I think people get a bit jealous or a bit hurt or a mm -hmm. bit like, like you're amazing, but you're now using your amazing talents to benefit a community that don't even care about you. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I didn't care about you when you was born, if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the argument with people. But I think when you step away, you grow, you get bigger, but then you, you take all those resources and you come back to your community. Yeah. If you stay within your community, you say, if I stayed here, I might only be able to amass a certain figure. But if I mm -hmm. step away and amass millions, then come back and spend the millions in my community. I'm giving my community way more benefit than if I just stayed, if you 100%. get what I mean. So it's that question. Um, I think people are automatically, when you leave your community, you're going to say, Yo, you're a sellout, you're, you're going to leave. Mm -hmm. But how is Storm just selling out if he's left, but then all, a lot of his money that he is now benefiting from is now going back into the it's community true. that he came yeah. from. With murky birds. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not, he's not giving it to rich people, to millionaires, nah, not, if you yeah. get what I mean. He yeah. is taking the his share that. and then coming back. So yeah, exactly. Um, how mad can you be at someone who is still yeah. around his core community and is still, he's still... Yeah, just flying the flag, if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not mad at Stormzy, for one, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like, I, no, I would never call him a sellout. Like, no. I understand having to go away to come back stronger. A hundred percent. I just love the fact that, you know, he's done murky books. Yeah. He did, what was the um the grant that he provided for black students? For, was it for Oxford or Cambridge? Oxford or Cambridge, Oxford. one of them, yeah. It was yeah. one of them. It was, it was one like of them. two students per year. He was, yeah. was paying tuition fees for and stuff. Which, or was, which was amazing. And even on these videos, like, obviously back in the days, you know, with Video Vixen Girls, you never really used to get dark skin girls. And I love yeah. how he kind of like sticks to the African girls, yeah. dark skin girls. Do you know what I mean? I feel like mm -hmm. I love that about him as well. Cause Definitely. he's like, he's remembering like, you know what? It was, there's not a lot of that, but now I'm going to do it. Do you know what I mean? So I love yeah, that. Yeah, even some of the, the topics he's, he's, uh, he's spoken about and some of his performances on the big stage, they've all been connecting to black topics and black mm. culture and yeah. and stuff like that. And, it's in, and he's now doing it on a stage where millions are watching instead of doing it on yeah. a stage where there's only tens of thousands watching, if you get what I mean. So. And he's respecting like women as well. He doesn't really say much bad things about women, if that makes sense. I don't know if you notice in his videos or his music in general. He doesn't really talk about girls that way. Mm. I'd have to but listen yeah. back to every single Storms your lyric <laughs> okay. and song to be able to check much, that out. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it does. That kind of brings me on to something that I um, wanted to chat about as well. Haters. So obviously, well, not even hate, well, haters. <laughs> but not that, because obviously, obviously black music has become way more popular. Black mm. music has always influenced Every every yeah, music fine. that you've ever listened to, yeah. it's influenced. DMB Jungle is black music. Garage black music. UK funk black roll. music. Mm. Rock and roll black music. Like every single jazz. thing. Jazz, yeah. everything, yeah. and so jazz, obviously, funk, soul. yeah, you can keep everything. going. Yeah, <laughs> literally everything, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything. Yeah. So like I want, and obviously now what people would just label as black. So there's this thing where people only label like hip hop, Afro beats. Um, Bashman, they say, oh, that's black music, even though everything's black music. Mm -hmm. And now, now that's coming more into the mainstream. And obviously now it's got way more, like Stormzy has a big white audience. Oh yeah. Like a really, yeah, really yeah. big yeah. white of course, audience. Of course. So they what, love him, they love yeah. him. It's impossible to be in this country that is the majority of the population is white and not have a white audience. Yeah. In, in this the, country, in yeah. In the UK, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. the I think it's like 3% of the UK. Um, last time I seen figures were, was black. Um, so if you only have three percent as your core audience, mm -hmm. uh, where you there's another ninety seven percent, if you get mm -hmm. I mean there to tap into, and if you ain't tapping into that, how can you be the yeah. biggest? But what do you music. think of like white people who partake in the culture? Because this is oh, in I'm the sense like obviously I'm a white DJ and mm -hmm. I'm I'm not gonna get offended whatever you, whatever <laughs> you guys say. <laughs> <I'm a laughs> no, but no, but no, like no. obviously like oh, there's 
gonna be, I've had it. There's gonna be people that's gonna be pointing fingers and saying, oh yeah, you're <laughs> culture vulturing, you're doing all of this. <laughs> Emma. Like, nah, I wanna talk about it, bro. Let's there's talk about it. There's obviously gonna be people who, even the, even the people who've supported you from the start, they can turn <laughs> against you and culture vault and just accuse you of being, of being a culture vulture, right? Nah, I hear you. So like, I wanna, I wanna talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is, like, is that, I don't, I don't know, like, what, what is the difference between a pro, like appropriation and appreciation? I think for me, I think with music, really and truly, I don't think anyone should be saying, oh, you shouldn't listen to this music because you're um, white or because you're black. I think music is it, it's what it does to a, a person. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, if, about the if, yeah it's music. more about you. So if you're, if you're white now and you're listening to rap music or like 50 Cent and it's touching your soul and you're understanding it, for me as a black person, I wouldn't think, oh my God, you're trying to be black or something like that. Unless you're kind of like, you're racist. Cause I, this is what I find funny when I was in school. Um, there'll be people that literally used to call me like the N word, but they have a two pack top on <laughs> and they listen to Biggie. That's yeah. when it's a problem. But yeah. I think if you generally, it's, it's more of like for love as, as you, you love music. Do you know what I mean? You grew up in music and you're a DJ as well. And you're surrounded by different cultures. Do you know what I mean? So I think for you, it's more inspiration and the love for it and what, and how it makes you feel. Cause it makes you feel like vibes and happy. Do you know yeah. what I mean? What, what about you? What, Cam? what do you? What would you say is the difference? Um, I don't even think there's appreciation a, yeah. and appropriation. I think when you take something and don't give credit, mm. that's what appropriation is. Um, so if I take um a music and then start calling them my own, a lot of the time, like mm. when you see things like that, you see it in fashion or you see it in like they'll take something that's traditionally from another another culture but then mm. call it something different and be like this brand new thing yeah, if you get okay, what I mean. but yeah. it, it has a history that's came from another race mm. um but yeah same with with music like um if so this person actually listens to rap music all the time like if you for example you if you mm -hmm. listen to rap music all the time you're immersed in it like you care about it like mm -hmm. you would support it if you get what I mean when people are talking about like let's get rid of drill you're known you're there fighting the battle saying yeah, no drill yeah, should yeah. stay because mm -hmm. this is my benefits then Obviously, you're someone who appreciates the the culture. Mm. If you get, I mean, if if the moment the culture doesn't become cool, you hop off of it instead of fighting the battle. Then yeah, that's when it's you're like, someone who, yeah, yeah, yeah who's that's more appropriate in it. Trends, yeah, yeah, isn't it really? Um, yeah, it's like, for example, obviously, I'm mixed race. I'm raised um, raised with a white white mom, black dad. If you get, what I mean, so I'm I'm um, English, Irish, Scottish, and Congolese. Yeah, if you get, what I mean, so I'm I'm raised on, on both sides. So, for example, I was raised with a white mom who taught me more about my blackness than my black dad did, if mm, you get what I mean. Mm. So it's like, my mum had an appreciation for black culture to the point where she knew she knows how to make jell -off, Like Lit, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. That's, like, that's she knows beautiful. how to braid hair, if you get I me. Mean. She yeah. braided all my sister's hair growing up, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And that's appreciation, because she appreciates the culture, yeah, yeah. and she wants to get to know and the culture, she's been that she same kids. way. Yeah. She's been that same in my whole life, so for 25 mm. years, she's been the same, if you mm. get what I mean. You know what, I think that's so important. Mm. Like if, like I feel, I've had like a couple of my friends, their when their like their mum who's white knows how to braid hair, understands yeah. the culture, and teach their kid about the culture. And I think if that's your child's culture, I think that's so important to yeah. Yeah, you know learn in, about it and be immersed, in, it. immersed yeah. in it as well. She's immersed in it for her, her whole life. But where obviously I think the opposite end of the spectrum, the um, appropriation side of it, is when you'll get people that like, oh, I want a black child. If you get, I mean, yeah, I want a mixed race yeah, baby because yeah, mixed race yeah, babies yeah, yeah, yeah. are better looking or and this or yeah, that. And yeah, their hair as well. Yeah, I think yeah. when the problem comes from when it's been like fetishized and then mm. and then people are trying to adapt it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so when you're naturally drawn towards something because you mm. love it, you want to support it, you appreciate yeah. it, um, I think that's completely different. Yeah, because that's so. when, yeah, because there's, there's like obviously, that's another thing, fetishization and appreciation. Like you can love something and want to be involved in it, but then... Cause it's like where, cause that's another thing that people are, will accuse like people, white people who are involved in the scene of fetishizing like black culture. Is it, yeah. and it's like, okay, so what's it, if you love black music, is that, and you, you know, you want to be a part of, part of it and like to give to it or whatever. How, what's the, what's the line between where you're going to get fetishized, people are going to say you're fetishizing it or you're going to, or you're actually appreciating it because if you love something is that fetish like, like do you know it's, it's a very yeah, like yeah. difficult i think it's understanding your 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 privilege is the first thing a lot of time with it mm -hmm. but then i think it's um um there's always going to be people that like will fight the point of cultural integrity like wanting to mm -hmm. keep the culture um integral 
Um, so for them, maybe no matter what, if you're white, you shouldn't be a part of this culture because it didn't come from white people. There'll yeah. be people that's more like trying to like a purist, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like wants to keep it 100% the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because they will feel like you you coming in and stepping in um, is taking up an opportunity away from a black DJ, mm-hmm. if you get what I mean. Yeah. So no matter what you do, because uh, you're in a black genre of music or mm-hmm. like a music of black origin, um, no matter what you do, you will get people that will come and say, "This isn't your place. This isn't your yeah. space." And it's yeah. it's nothing that you you can do other than occupy the space that you. you've yeah. worked hard for. If you get what I mean. I think it's just a bit about being aware. Oh, sorry. Oh no, 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 no. I was just gonna um, say, like, don't ever take it personal, literally. But that's another thing that I'm quite aware of. It's like when I get opportunities, I don't want to be taking that away from someone else. Do you know I what I mean? But I don't think, yeah, I understand, but, but I don't think you should be seeing it as like that. Do you know what I mean? Because in the day, you're your own human being again. You you want to be a DJ and you enjoy DJing. So if, you know, if someone's like, yo, Emma, can you DJ here? You shouldn't think, oh, like, am I taking it? You know what I'm saying? It's not your fault. If that makes sense. Like, I don't think you should take mm-hmm. it personal or anything or, or overthink it. Mm-hmm. You're in your own head right now. I am. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, you're in your own I'm head, thinking, Emma. Because I've had discussions about this as well. And then... Yeah, because there's this there's this thing when obviously you're a white DJ and people walk into the room and they're like, ooh, like that's the first. Yeah, thing. but I think as long and as then you when you prove your, yeah, yeah. then you prove yourself, mm-hmm. like oh actually I do understand the music and I do love it or whatever, and then they kind of so that's like I think that's like the, maybe a barrier that I'll just that yeah, I just it's not like it's not like you're you're playing like. Like I've, I could, sometimes you listen to a DJ and you can tell they've just like typed in Afro beats and picked the first yeah, five songs. That yeah, came yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get yeah. what I mean, or like so even when I'm it. speaking to DJs, even like um, DJs of that like, that are black, and I've been like, mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to tell me that they love Afro beats or whatever, and you can tell they've not, not actually been raised in Afro beats. Yeah, like they might yeah, have been yeah, raised yeah. on more American hip hop mm-hmm. music or, or and whatever. And they listen to a little yeah, bit yeah. of Afro. And beat. when mm-hmm. even with them, like technically, when I ask them about Afro beats, and they'll say like. Oh, Burner Boy, like Whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah Whiskey, though. Like, like, oh, then yeah. I'll ask them about an artist. Or oh, have you ever heard of, like, like I don't Ice know. Prince or something? Yeah, Ice Prince that, or, yeah, or yeah. anyone like that. And, and you go back to someone, yeah, yeah, P Square. That's the, that was yeah, the main P-square, one. Yeah, P Square, yeah. Um, or yeah. or Two Face or anyone. Or you go to Africa, um, not Africa, you go to Congo and I, and I say, like, Congolese artist or yeah, like Willa yeah, Lagomba yeah. or anyone yeah. like that. Um, And yeah, they say they're Afrobeat DJ, but they only know. Afrobeat UK charts. Yeah, yeah, I mean. definitely. Um, I think that's the issue. No matter what, whether you're white, whether you're black, if you're saying you know you're an expert on something, yeah, or you know about something, or know about a culture, or you know about this, but mm-hmm. you actually only know surface level knowledge yeah. about it. I think that's when it's easy for the other people to become frustrated. If you know I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, don't say you know about something, or you're an expert on something, or or whatever, or claim it so well if you actually don't. If you mm-hmm. get what I mean. Um, so I feel like when. As like, for example, as a white DJ who's claiming to DJ this music, as long as you have an extensive knowledge on it and you've actually researched it, you've understood it, you understand the, um, yeah, the way the I way people have been yeah. treated for being a part of this music. Mm, like, yeah. if you understand, like in like shows used to get shut down in London, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, because of it. Like, there's a whole act. I forgot it now, um, but there's an it's act. Still, that it was happened issue. to Diggy yeah, yeah. D on his yeah. tour. He's um, his London show got cancelled by police recently. Mad. But that's yeah, the thing so. I think as well because there's so much of it. And especially yeah. with like our piano, like it's coming out every week. Like there's new tracks every week. It's very hard to like keep on top of it. So yeah. I'm trying, but like to know the whole thing is it just is hard, yeah. a lot. I was gonna say, I think in general, I think once you've acknowledged, cause obviously you know that you're white and you play black music, naturally you will know like, yeah, obviously as soon as I step in a black scene, everyone's gonna, not everyone, but majority of people are gonna think mm, she's white, she's gonna play black music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think once you have that confidence, not really give a F about the people and just come we quiz you. Yeah. Oh my god! The, I'm <laughs> so, like my the thing is name me free underground black music yeah. artists. <laughs> do you know what no, I mean? Know, the ones that are not common. Do you know? What, <laughs> but do you know what? I'm sweating, it, little bit of But I'm like, you know what it is? It's like I my journey in music has start started with Peter Tosh. Bob Marley, the, those obviously mm-hmm, reggae, because mm-hmm. that was what my dad, and then obviously Jimi Hendrix and all of that, because that's what my dad was playing. So that's mm-hmm. where yeah. everyone's, I feel like everyone's music knowledge starts with their parents. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And yeah. then and then I moved over to like dub, jungle, D&B, which is still black music. And I was like listening to like underground hip hop. I was listening to like Scraps, Nines, but then I was listening to more Tribe Called Quest, mm-hmm. uh, Wu-Tang Clan, you know, all of that, that kind of like underground stuff. And then I only really started listening to Drake when I was 18. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
But so I think, I don't know, because my path to it has been different. And I, I'm going to be honest, I, ha I didn't grow up on Afrobeats. Mm -hmm. Afrobeats for me is very recent. Like I'd listen to like dub, Bashman when I was younger, but like, yeah, Afrobeats is a, is a and I'm a piano of as well is a new is more of a new thing for yeah, me. Yeah. So I think maybe people just because like my journey might have been a bit different into it, and I still and I, I've always been around black music. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe because I haven't grown up on Afrobeats, people might perceive that as when probably ninety percent of these people, if they're not African, haven't grown up on Afrobeats. As well, I mean. yeah, yeah. If it's you get true, me, like yeah. some black people haven't grown up on Afrobeats, but now think that they can now, like, I don't know, they would tell you to stay away from Afrobeats now. Mm. Yeah, it's and they've not even grown yeah. up on it themselves. I would say I mean. literally so. the same thing when I was telling you when we were upstairs that back in the days, um, no one used to really like Afrobeat music or even like African music or yeah, even yeah. being African. Like yeah, when I was especially being up. Congolese. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, being yeah, Congolese. Yeah. 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 At one point, the poorest nation in the world or one yeah. of the poorest mm -hmm. nations in the world. Obviously, 20-something um, year civil war, the second largest oh, yeah. war after the First yeah. World War, um, that Great Africa War happened in Congo. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, fighting over minerals. In other words, the country is very rich in, in minerals, yeah, but like they're still in the ground, like yeah. gold, everything is still in the ground. Uh, copper, coal, Shout sand. out to Congo. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to Congo. Um, but, yeah, so they needed the machines of the Western world to take the, the, the minerals out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of um, Congo's minerals are, are far over. Um, conflict minerals, you'll call them now. Blood conflict. diamonds. Blood, you, oh, you blood, blood diamonds. diamonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, co there's a lot of minerals in Congo that are, are taken without permission of of the people. Wow. Or people That's are paid so pennies like to go down in mines where they can lose their lives, and they're, they're paid nothing basically yeah because literally yeah. no one in school literally no one used to claim that they were african like every single time yeah. it was mad everyone caribbean was yeah everyone used to claim but that they were jamaican everyone literally. i was saying to the, this to you earlier like people that um i like interacted with and grew up with who are black when i was younger they mm -hmm. all told me they were jamaican yeah, yeah like in school I, yeah but i just school, didn't obviously i'd never question it but like, oh yeah yeah sure in school literally when i was growing up a lot of like black people wasn't really like um, they were not really proud to say they were Africans because, yeah, no, you know, we used to get cold a a boo boo, you know what I'm saying? People used to get fre like get cold freshy, like freshy was basically, yeah, you just came. Yeah, you're freshy. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, freshy. You don't really know one. anything. Yeah, you just yeah. got a banana boat. Do you know what I mean? Like, Whereas yeah. now it's changed. Like everyone Completely loves African changed. food. Everyone wants to speak like African people or like literally even the yeah. African. And everyone's yeah. proud to be African. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Radio Nextro is literally Afrobeats now. Yeah, yeah. literally. I, I turned it on the other day and I was confused. I was like, yo, when did, like, because I've been trying to champion and push African music, especially in Manchester, like, like SK World, Prince the Kid, I've supported him yeah. since back in the day, if you mm -hmm. get what I mean. When yeah. there was SK World, like Colors and Creeds, I do an event called Colors and Creeds, and Colors and Creeds 2, I think it was, they've mm -hmm. been a part of, of it since. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to push Afrobeats for so long, and then I was like, when did the world like start pushing Afrobeats as much as I want to push it, I if you get like what I mean? I'm like, recent. yo, it was yeah, yeah, it was, like it was relatively years, recent. Yeah, yeah, ever since lockdown came back, the world has been on this Afrobeat wave, mm. and like all the even underground nigerian arts coming through it's not just whiz yeah. kid and burner boy we mentioned anymore it's, it's like, like victor Nair, it's, it's literally it's everyone Thames, yeah it's, it's Star. It's everyone's being mm. mentioned now if you get what i mean like um on my lay like all oh of that my God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like my friend um one of my best mates he went to school in nigeria with Omale. If you get what i mean yeah yeah like the same the same year um or the other year he was oh, Omale, Omale was the year, year below him i think is he 22 um, he's really young isn't he Omale. um he's, yeah he's i don't know his, 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 his yeah, yeah. yeah 22 um, so, so he went to he went to the same school, but I think it was a few years below him actually. Mm -hmm. um, now I remember him right. Um, so for for him, when he watches Omale and watches like a guy I went to school with in Nigeria is now making it across the world. For him, that's Mad. so inspirational. Yeah. If you so get I me, mean, obviously they don't have a connection today, but like it's so inspirational for him to see like that someone who come from where he come from 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 Nigeria. Oh. If you get what I mean, from what did he say Omale was like in school? Um, it was a few years below him, but okay. in Nigeria it's different. Like they have like class presidents yeah. and stuff like that and they have like so like a year 11 will take a just do it in uk terms but a year 11 will take a year seven under their wing and call them like their class bitch kind of thing yeah it was like the head boy is like a position of like power like you get yeah. not position of power but you get like the other kids will actually all listen to you and you get the respect as and being they'll be shouting way. at you like they'll yeah, tell it's you like hierarchy and stuff yeah yeah wow it's very very technical obviously growing up in nigeria obviously um he grew up in a like a way more poor so i'm even proud of him today like today he's like mm -hmm. 
in the UK. He's only been in the UK for like four years and then he's like roast like a senior position in his job. Um, like he's driving a Merc, got his own apartment in town. And literally wow. he, when he first came to the UK, he was sleeping in the airport. Mad. And within wow. three years, he's grown wow. himself up so much, if you get I me. Mean. Like he's in university now, um, everything, so. Cause that's another that's thing. That's sick. Do you feel like, I feel like people who immigrate to the UK are, have more of like drive and hustle. Mm. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Course. I think it's more like, like where they come from because yeah. obviously there, there's not a lot of opportunities. You know, life's really hard there. Do you know what I mean? So when they come to the UK, they want that like they're gonna work ten times harder than like someone that lives in the UK. Yeah, my my yeah. friends like like this is a ch it's like a cheat mode for him. Imagine mm. him getting paid like for example twelve pound an hour or like eleven pound an hour. Mm -hmm. That's him. That's mine. He's like, well, you can work and get this amount of money. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, it's, like it was crazy at first. I remember he was sat in sat in um. Sat on our on our lunch break, he was like be calculating up the amount of money he was he was making and all this time. It was amazing that he was getting this amount of money. If nice. you get I me, mean. so so the the financial drive, especially with some Nigerian men, mm. if they're they're from a particular tribe, they'll know who I'm speaking to. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> um, they're very money money orientated. Like he he was literally yeah. calculating everything up. Like I need to do this this amount of money, so I need to work this mm -hmm. amount of hours. And yeah, yeah, so. Um, mad. Yeah, I was just gonna a go. Lot of, um, drive. Yeah, I was country. just literally gonna go back to the fact that you said you were a mixed race. Was it hard growing up when you were a mixed race? Because it's like, did you know? Did, did you find it hard like finding yourself within like, you know, like the black community, like go like, and then all the white community? Like, were you? Do you feel like you was in the middle of everything? Um. So I'm raised around um mainly my Scottish and Irish family. Mm -hmm. Um. The, like your mom's side. So yeah, the white my side. mom's side. The yeah, white yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you imagine my nana's, my nana's white obviously had eleven kids, mm -hmm. um, all white. Um, right. If you get what I mean, so then it's it's my generation is the first generation that turns mixed race. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you get what I mean, but literally all my cousins are mixed race. Like, okay, okay. If you get what I mean, like probably like eighty percent of my cousins are um, a mixed race. There's like twenty six of my generation. Mm -hmm. If you get 26 that's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, yeah, that's yeah. Huge. I love that. that's like a proper like that's yeah, a proper so, party so my, my nana had 11 kids which then had 26 grand um grandkids my nana's grandkids what's christmas that's like christmas has to be multiple homes oh okay. do you go you do you jump I mean, from each one i jump from the ones look closest to me okay oh, yeah. so yeah. i used to always always see my nana on christmas I used to always see my uncles but i used to always go to them to my auntie's house at the end mm -hmm. we kind of gather a bit at my auntie's house um a lot of the time um, but yeah, I'm always around around family, always around mm. community. I see family and community is the same thing. Mm. If you yeah. get what I mean, like for, like where you're you're kind of important, but not as in, not in, more important in the whole group together. Mm -hmm. If you get what I mean, do that's what think, I grew up in. Do you think because of your upbringing, because you're surrounded obviously by such a huge family, which is a huge a big community, yeah. that's where kind of like it starts for everyone. Maybe it's your family which inspires you to. Community. Yeah, yeah, and also being raised around like African um, part of my family, like my mm -hmm. uncle, Uncle Manny um, Emmanuel, um, incredible guy, like one of my biggest inspirations. If you get what I mean, always yeah. out working, mm -hmm. like always making sure he took care of the house, making sure mm -hmm. the family's home. Like would always bring us stuff back, um, everything like that. And then my, obviously my uncle Ahmed as well. Um, he's Sierra Leonean, um, but he, there's African. There's an African proverb that says it takes um, a village to raise a child. Yeah, if you yeah, get what I mean, yeah, and that's yeah. something that always sticks in my head, always sticks in my mind. If you ask me to speak about community, I'll always mention that. Mm -hmm. um, but my uncle would get us all together, and we'd have like speeches at birthdays and stuff like that. And um, we'd always that would always be like said and, and be taught to us. If you get what yeah. I mean, like it takes a village to raise a child. Mm, um, so yeah, like um, yeah, if you think of a child, it's not just their parents who's responsible for their upbringing; it's their environment, so it's their teachers. Mm. It's everyone around that person Do if you get what I mean yeah yeah. yeah yeah so I think that's what community is community is like a shared love between a more like a big group of people if you get what I mean um so what would you say is like was there a specific point in like the timeline of your life up until now that was like maybe something it was something that was impressionable on you that made you think okay I want I want to be really community orientated. I want to give back to the community. Mm. Was there a particular point in your lifespan that made you think, "Yeah, this is what I, this is my purpose." Particular point. I think that's. I don't know. Or if a couple, there's a particular point. Not a particular well, like what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. crazy. My sister said to me, "She's like, Cameron, do you know you've always been like this." My bigger sister and I was like, um, I was confused. I was like, "What do you mean?" She was like, "Do you not remember being like three years old and giving away all your toys to like oh. a?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, and I found the card. So I have a card that says like. Um, it's written to my mum but it says thanks to you and Cameron for giving away toys so, like it was a kid called Gabriel that came over from um, an African country I can't remember what African country 
Um, but he came over to the UK, um, obviously through asylum or whichever way it was. Yeah. But um, he was then adopted to a family, but he had nothing, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, when you're a baby, obviously you have a support worker that comes around to yeah, check on you to make sure you're yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we gifted the toys to the support worker, which gifted them to another child who oh, had nothing. so nice. If you get what I mean. And then I remember when I was in school, my mum was pregnant. Um, so I used to push her as she was pushing the pram to like, so there was less strain oh. on her. Oh. If you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so, so my sister goes to me, she God goes, bless you, man. Yeah, my sister goes to me, she goes, Cam, do you know you've always been like this? And I was like, I was, yeah, I kind of realised that I've always just wanted to be positive. Mm -hmm. If you get what I mean, like I wake up every day and want to be positive. Love if you get that, what I mean. yeah, I love that. Um, like, yeah, I've always been around family, like helping out family or like when you go to the shop and um, your little cousins are there, like buying them little something, things, everything. Yeah. It's little things. Um, yeah, like I've always, yeah, like I've always wanted to be a good role model for my younger cousins as well, mm -hmm. and for my younger siblings. If you get what I mean, so every day I think about how I, how my actions affect them as well. Mm -hmm. If you get what I mean, and then when I, when I started seeing it and the way that then, like uh, one of my cousins who's the same age as me actually, basically like brothers grew up together. Um, the other day, um, he said something. He's like the, the people that inspire me um, in my life have been. His dad, mm -hmm. um, who's passed away, my my biggest inspiration as well. And then he said me, if oh. you get me. And I was like, we're the same age, if you get me. Like we've we've yeah. we've lived we've lived similar lives. And he's like, like for example, I'm the from my family. Like going to university was like a dream to like anyone in my family. If you yeah. get me. It wasn't really seen as something that was like possible. If you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously single mom upbringing. If mm -hmm. you get what I mean. I think maybe not having not having that much growing up, um, yeah, is something definitely. that then like. I'm happy with with less, if you yeah. know what I mean. So, mm -hmm. I have then so much happiness to be able to give away, if you know okay. what I mean. Stuff like that. So, like, I don't, yeah. I don't need all, all I these all these mad things to make me feel happy. Yeah. I'm when I'm at home with family, I'm around the people that I love. That's like, what that's when actually. that's that's, really what, that's what cares. Though. I care about oh. the most, if you know what I mean. Because so. people say the richer you get, the more greedy you are. Yeah, pr yeah, it's mm -hmm. one of the seven deadly sins, isn't it? Greed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like when people drive for more, they are more more greedy. If you mm -hmm. know what I mean. Um, and you still want more in it because you were talk even talking about the whole casino thing that we went through as like yeah. a thing like that experience yeah it's like you got the money and you're like you know what, i want to play again and then you're gonna play again <laughs> yeah, and again yeah. and Honestly, again and again and you can't yeah. just take that money and just but, go home but you, you know, know what, what I mean? it was as well so for those oh, yeah, of you, you who don't, don't know, yeah. know I, we went to a casino my first time ever last night and i was like you know what okay i'll put i'll just put a tenner down and i'll be like if i lose this that's fine it's just a tenner and for some reason, I don't know what was going. I had a gut instinct every time for like the roulette table, and I was like black, red, black, red. I was I got it eight right eight times in a row. Then I won five times in a row for Selma because mm -hmm. I played for Selma. Yeah, but it was just like, and, and my well, I spoke to my dad. Your dad was like, and this he said, it's planned. Plan. I mean, like, it, so that you can come back again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the you know what it was? It was the thrill of like, <laughs> am I winning? <laughs> am I losing? And then the like dopamine rush when I like won. I was literally, even though I was only winning like 15 pounds, I was going, that's something. Yeah. Like, going crazy. you put like 10 pounds. So imagine like when someone puts a thousand pounds, then yeah. when like more money, it's like, whoa. Exactly. So I walked out in with a tenner, came out with a hundred. But then the only reason I wanted to play was for the thrill. Yeah. Okay, but maybe okay. it's for the greed as well. It is because it's like you want more. If you can make a hundred pounds, next time you play, you could make 300, 400. Do you know what I mean? And you know what was bad? It was the boys that we were with who um, were Liana's old work friends. Mm -hmm. She used to work at the casino. That's why we went through. Um, they said to me, oh, but if you had put all of your money on, if, if I had put everything that I want each and every time without keeping stuff to the side, I would have made about a grand. So if I, but then I was just like, I don't want to risk it like that. But that's yeah. the kind of bad, evil mindset. Yeah. I guess, you know, the mindset that's going to get yeah. lose you loads of money. Yeah, yeah. I, f I think for me, um, especially like there's there's a song by an incredible artist, my f one, probably my favorite artist to this day, uh, J. Cole. I literally mm -hmm. knew you were going to say him. I don't yeah. know why, but I knew it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a song by him called Love Yours. Mm -hmm. um, and Bay says that in, in that song is like, um, there's no, there's no, there's no, no nothing better than yours if you get me to love yours. Like, mm -hmm. there's always gonna be a faster car that's better than yours. There's always gonna be more money. There's Amen. always gonna be a nicer yeah. house. There's always gonna be a nicer girl or a nicer nicer guy. Guys, yeah. If you get what I mean. So it's it's about yeah. There's a, there's like the grass is green on the other side kind yeah. of phrase that you hear. And being comfortable, um, like being you and being comfortable with what you have and accepting yeah, yeah. like you know what. 
right now I can't get what she has, so let me not get mad or like yeah. it. Just be comfortable. Yeah, being it's about happy. fulfillment. I think. Yeah, and um, gratitude as well. Yeah, yeah. Being grateful and for what you have. Someone else doesn't have what you have. Do you know what I mean? So you should be more grateful. Do you think yeah. people lack gratitude in this era? Yes, because of just how yeah. like there's so much pressure in this world. Yeah, yeah. I think it's spread yeah. on social media. Yeah, I think it's literally. You're social always media. seeing someone being like, "I got, I got this money in in two two weeks," or yeah, you see people driving cars that you're never gonna see in your in your yeah. life. I feel like mm. you kind of forget the environment you do come from if you mm. get what I mean as yeah, well. and yeah, you, you yeah, kind yeah. of then start mentally you're you're already there do you get what I mean mm-hmm. like you want that that beautiful house you're seeing mm-hmm. yeah. um you want that they want that nice car you, you want to be wearing chain. yeah the chains yeah. Like, yeah. or the, <laughs> the clothes that, the art, that your favorite artist are wearing mm-hmm. or, or whatever it may be that, that you want if you get well, even girls a job well. or this yeah, or that. Even oh. like girls as well. Like, you know, when you see like relationship goals, like, yeah. oh my God, he got her these massive flowers or like he got her car. A lot of girls expecting like, yo, if you didn't get me a car, do you know what I mean? So I feel like there's a lot of expectation nowadays. Do you, do you find it interesting? It, how social, social media creates yeah. expectation. It's, yeah. yeah, social media creates expectation. But then it's like, is there, this is not me being all conspiracy theory, right? But is there like an agenda on social media because there's no on social media you don't see community on there and you're like oh my gosh what an amazing community how they support each other whatever it's you don't really see that you really only see like individualism does that make sense you only see the individual like what they're doing what they're doing how how you can benefit as an individual rather than as a community Mm. do you see what i mean so i I don't know if there's like someone said um i saw this tiktok might be who you follow it could well, be your, maybe, your, your algorithm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> why do you see a lot of community stuff? Well, I do see a lot more community on my page, yeah. And I really? see, I, I, I follow like, um, if I go down my explore page, you'll see like fashion, graphic design, you'll mm-hmm. see like, like um, a lot of like motivational talks and like motivational yeah. things that I kind of see um, on my algorithm. So. I think it's because I follow a lot of artists, like I follow yeah, a lot yeah. of rappers, I follow a lot of singers. Um, yeah, and so I think that could be why, maybe. Yeah, because well, do you feel like we live in a world now that is trying to drive um, to a, like social media, but to a point where you're trying to like like obviously they've got advertising deals, they've got all these bigger companies that are invested in like social media as a tool is obviously not them being used to sell things and mm-hmm. um, like it's if not, you even go yeah. to influencing like they're selling products that they don't even care about if you yeah. get what I mean and, yeah and stuff they like don't that. even want to so, yeah that's true yeah so they're building lifestyles or making you even think that their lifestyle is bigger than what it is as mm-hmm. well if you get what I mean and social media it's a window into somebody else's world so yeah it's never gonna be as real as what it is even if they're in this nice nice car they might be depressed yeah even in the relationship yeah, they yeah. look cute these times yeah he's probably beating her up or he that's, should, yeah you know that's that's saying? the the one time that whole year they've been caught looking cute if you yeah and um, you, you really don't know until you're on the reality or something mm-hmm. so i do think it is about about loving yours about understanding that your life right. is unique you're unique mm-hmm. like every single every you're the only person that's lived every moment you've lived if you Amen. you're exactly. the only person who who can get to those points and i know if you look at look at it from a, a bigger perspective and look at the world and there's like 8 billion people in the world, you can feel very small. Mm-hmm. But if you don't realize how actually important your life is, your stories are. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot through photography as well, actually. Um, putting my my art and my, well, putting my identity and stuff through photos. If you yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I, then people look back at the photos and, and would then learn something from the photos that only I could be the teller of, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to explain about showing you the photos and yeah. showing you stuff like that. Yeah, I get what that. you yeah, mean. Yeah. You can learn stuff through. Yeah, yeah, like storytelling through photography yeah. and stuff. But it's it's because it's from it's your perspective. Your it's very unique. Your yeah, story yeah, is very your unique. Story, yeah. um, no matter how much you think your story isn't isn't unique, it is. It is. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, so. you never know. It can like inspire someone else if that. Makes yeah. Sense. So why would you yeah. ever want to be somebody else? Yeah. If you get what I mean. And maybe that's kind of like you know because there's obviously trends on social media and things like that. It's kind of encouraging people not to be individual. Is encouraging people to follow the crowd because that's what's popping. And really and truly, when you ho- jump from hype to hype to hype to whatever's popping, you kind of lose yourself and you, you lose your individualism. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you lose your core identity. You end up feeling yeah, lost. Exactly. Just, yeah. So yeah. You, and once you've lost your identity, then you lose lose your identity. You lose yourself, and then it's like then, then where's you're just a your innovation now? You're just yeah. a sheep. You're just following what everyone does because I feel like. Most people that do follow like the trend or what everyone does is they don't really know themselves. Because exactly. once you know yourself, you don't, you just realize, nah, that doesn't matter. No, that outfit yeah. is, is nice, but uh, not if I can't me. afford it, it's not that deep. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like people that want to go for that trend, it's like shit. I need this outfit. You know, I'm gonna get it regardless, so it looks cool. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you know the, yourself, yeah. you where's know? the room for innovation? That's mm. what I think. This cult, this kind of hype culture, is 
damaging is innovate like the room for innovation. Obviously, yeah. I think we're too very many people then want to follow, and not enough people want to step away and yeah. change, yeah, change, yeah, the, yeah, change yeah. the trend. And that's what was going back to origin. That was what was beautiful about origin because there were so many individuals there that weren't following the hype or trends. Yeah, they love, dressed how yeah. they wanted to dress, and they were just everyone yeah. was just themselves. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like you could just tell everyone's kind of low key found themselves, and they know what they want to do. If that makes sense, like they and they've accepted that that's them. Like that's the, that's their style. They wear like weird shit, but they love that. Do you know what I mean? Or like they'll they'll dye their hair yellow or green or whatever, but that's them and they love that. Whereas other yeah, people, it's like mm, I'm scared to dye my hair. What are people gonna think? Do you know what I mean? I feel like I've always let people know that as well. Every time I've met them, every time I've been around them, that I appreciate you for you. Mm, you get love what I mean? that. Yeah, you have to. Um, yeah. I, I say I'm the biggest fan of people being the most authentic versions mm. of themselves. Mm-hmm. If you get what I mean, I feel like that's what what I I care about. When when someone tells me something and, and I know it's come from their perspective mm-hmm. or it's, it's from them, I appreciate it so much more. Yeah, for yeah. real, like, yeah. When I know they're being integral and true to who they are themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, nice to see that Even with their, well. their their weirdness and their quirks or, yeah. or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. if you get what I mean, like I accept you for all of that because exactly. you're at least being you, you're not trying to be somebody else. And that's so, so yeah. to be authentic in this day and age, I think is a very brave thing. And the reason why I say it's so brave is because people out, out here hate and they, they pick on you and they will tear you down on social media because really and truly like the haters are insecure in themselves. Yeah. And I think that's why people struggle in this day and age to be authentic because they're scared about, you know, getting picked what apart on the internet think. or getting bullied or getting hated on. Um, because it happens s- a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you remember that convo we had one of our mate Raf with about like, you know, like, you know, nowadays, like you, you see like people getting beat up or someone getting shot on Twitter and people are laughing about it and making it a meme. Mm. What and he was saying that it's just like part of everyone has that evil side of them. Like how are you laughing at yeah, someone to, to, that's dying? Do you know yeah, what I mean? To me that's a bit crazy. Yeah, to, to me, record, someone that would laugh yeah. at someone dying and it's share it and this. It's to me, that's a mental illness. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. Like people making people memes now. People like it's it's weird. Do you know what I mean? Like it's because the the emotional part has been completely detached because they're looking at it through a screen. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. Um, you have to have a, le- a level of empathy that mm-hmm. I don't think most people have. I think they I have don't. high levels yeah. of empathy. Yeah, that's what some people say to me all the time. You're very empathetic. You're an emp- empath. Um, I feel like obviously I've been through a lot of like tough situations yeah, in my life, yeah, a lot yeah, of traumatic yeah. situations. Mm. I feel like all of them have made me care about how other yeah, people how feel, people feel yeah, more. Yeah, Someone yeah, said it like to me, me yesterday, yeah. actually. It was like, um, is there the one thing that stood about me when I first met you was that you actually took time out of your day to ask if I was okay. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you'd like worked like a, worked like a 10 hour shift doing photography, videography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, um, I, I seen him in the morning. He was working from the morning all the way to, it was the Clint's, the Clint's event, I think mm-hmm. it was. Um, I can't remember what exactly what event it was now, but he was working the whole day, in other words, and I basically went up to him, a guy that I've met like twice, and I asked him if he like, like, I was understanding if I was in your position, but I must be tired, like I must be yeah. thirsty. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. so I went over to him and was like, Yo, do you want a drink? Was that Junior? Uh, no, not to Junior. Oh, okay. It was uh, one of the guys that was working in video- videography. Okay. Um, I don't even know if it's that event, um, to be honest. Um, it's one of the events around that time. I mean, I was at um, 10. Yeah, something like you 10, 12 hours of videography. Bro, and the, yeah, yeah. Um, your arms and body must be hurting because yeah, you're literally like, holding that camera for a time. Yeah, so I came up to him, asked him, did he want a drink? Um, and got him a drink, mm-hmm. if you get what I mean. And to me, that's just a small gesture. Yeah. I'd do that to any stranger, if you get what I mean. I'd do that to any stranger. Like, I'd... If I can see your stress, your this or that, I want to make that a bit easier for you. Mm-hmm. If you get I me, mean, even yeah. if I don't really know you, which is a bit of a mad yeah. thing, because I realize it's not as common as what it's I thought not. it was. Oh it's my not god, that's common. Yeah, I, I thought it was not common. Everyone's like uh, you in this yeah. world. Yeah, there's no way. It's so mad because sometimes I've have. I think one thing like growing up and like obviously going through these um, hard situations, I've noticed that not everyone's like me. Like because I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'll I'll do anything for this person, even if I don't know them. Like the same thing yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But when it's my turn, I, I'm not receiving the same energy, and yeah, I'm like yeah. raw. Like. And people are more colder as well. It's like, people wow. are cold. Like, not everyone's really like you and not everyone's got, like, good intentions with you. Yeah, because you, you can only sense. live the world from your perspective. Yeah. I have only ever seen from my two eyes. I've only ever felt what I've felt. Yeah. You get what I mean? So, like, when I'm understanding that somebody's stressed, I want to, like, lighten their stress. Yeah. yeah. If you get what I mean? Like, yeah, to the point where that stood in his mind so much that he seen me the other day and he was like, yo, bro, Matt, I remember that day that you said this. Um, I think he was like, that's why, like, I appreciate you so much and you stand out in my mind and you're, you're um, whichever way um, he sees me, if you get yeah. what I mean. Mm. Uh, I but that was one of the things. It was like, you were the only person that day, not even my friends yeah. took time out of their day to make sure I was okay. And it was like, you don't even really know me and you was the person mm. who did it, if you get what I mean. So you're like, like that crazy though. That, yeah, like to when, me, that I'm like... Yeah, when I was going through it, you, I didn't even, I don't think I even fully expressed to you that I was going through it, oh, but Cam it knew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Cam <laughs> was calling me being like, are you okay? Like, 
like obviously I was like I was this was literally the day of carnival the when we were playing carnival oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. waiting my for my friends to step out and I was just like I was really getting like you know getting worked up like why I I, I want to yeah, go but I no one's ready. Feel your anxiety yeah. through the phone. And I was just so anxious. <laughs> and Cam was like, "Just go." Yeah, I was like, "Just go." I was like, um, "You wait," because when you wait for people, sometimes it, it like it does disappoint you. Yeah, yeah it that's disappoints why you to never the point where you're not even yeah you're not even excited for the the yeah. night or the day. And I'm like, you're yeah. like yeah you're you're doing something something very positive. Mm. Like you're you're DJing in front of thousands of people. Yeah. If you get what I mean. So I'm like, you'll just go like go there, start soaking the vibe, like make yourself familiar with everything where everything yeah. is like. Grab a drink if you want to grab a drink. Like, yeah. get some food or whatever. Just get ready for the but day. It's the like, fact that you called me and thought about that. Like, uh, you didn't have to do that, and you didn't even. It's like you sent. It's like you had a sixth sense. Like you knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that you. A lot of the time, me. it does. It does feel like that. I probably yeah. sure it does feel like that. Like I can look at someone and I can see in their eyes that their eyes are heavy. It's body body language in a yeah, way. Body yeah. language is everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's body language, but um, and like sound, like I can. Like if someone cries, I can tell if it's a happy cry or an angry angry cry. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is or, or what gift I've been given or yeah. whatever. I don't know, but yeah, I, I can tell the difference between between yeah. Um, so when you're speaking to me, even if that slight shake in your voice, I'm like Emma's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, like I get more anxiety when yeah. I see my other friends are like, you know, when you're not happy or like I can f- I can feel like you know you're stressed anything. Mm. It gives me anxiety because I'm like, shit, what what can I do? Like I can yeah. feel. Your pain. And even yeah. shout out to you, yeah. Sama. You guys have helped me so much, both of you. No, maybe we're like from the same world, you know? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I, feel, I always feel people's pain, and I'm like, I feel bad, and I always end up thinking about someone else's feelings rather yeah. than mine. Mm-hmm. I've like researched it and like looked deeper into I think it because bad people. People, yeah, it? yeah, but um, they say like people who have, who have been through a lot of like experienced a lot of like yeah. traumatic situations in their life, or like mm-hmm. for example me, like mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of family members, like oh my God, um, since twenty since twenty fifteen. I think we've lost six family members since twenty fifteen, wow. or five family members since twenty sixteen. Like my nana first, then two more uncles in the same year to cancer. Um, my cousin died in in his thirties of sudden adult death syndrome. Just dropped down in my mom's front garden and just. Like, so th- that, what is that? Is that just where your heart? Um, I think they don't have an explanation, but his heart just stopped. If you nice. get what I mean. Um, so yeah, we've lost a lot of people in in such a short period of time that mm. I've tried to like channeled all this, all this, this pain, anger, whatever, to to positivity. If you get what I mean, and to yeah. to pushing life and to changing life and to making life better for everyone. If you get what I mean. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I know the full range of emotions I've experienced. So I know what they look like in myself. So when I see them in yeah. somebody else, I'm like. Mm. Like you're, I can tell you're upset. Even if you, they say words are the lowest form of communication. Like I could be sad as whatever, and I could tell you I'm happy. And if you believe that, like mm-hmm. you're, you're then thinking I'm happy, but really I'm not. If yeah. you know what I mean. But when somebody's sad, you see it in their eyes. If you know what I mean, they're there. Their shoulders are heavy. Like their, their yeah. eyes are dropped down. They've got a, a sparkle because the tears about to form in their eye. Yeah. If you yeah. get what I mean, like if you if you look at the details, you can people you speak see. more through body language than they do through words a lot mm. of the time. Definitely. Yeah. I always find it like with my friends, like when do I, I never know when to pro- like you know when you I sometimes I feel like can I ask them because I don't, don't know if like you know when like, your friends are <laughs> do I and when I ask yeah. them and they go I'm okay I'm like uh, and I ask again I've had it where you got a breakthrough you got a fri- breakthrough I've had it where friends oh <laughs> like a particular friend in the past whenever I'd ask her if she's okay and then she'd be like I don't want to speak about it like that and get really angry at me so then I'd yeah. be like okay okay I, uh, I don't want to pry and then. She got angry at me because I wasn't asking if she was okay, even though I'd always get an angry reaction. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? I get it. So it's just kind of like, you know, and I don't want to like upset people. And I think maybe it's just like the worry about upsetting someone. No, but yeah, I that's, think that's your me, fear. Yeah, I think for me, well. it's more of like, obviously, you have good intentions with that. Like, that is mm. their own. I think they'll realize that at the end when they calm down that Ra, she was only just trying to help. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've had that reaction yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like multiple, yeah. It's, it's often I kind of do get that Not reaction. Everyone, yeah, reacts. Um, you want them to react because some mm. people probably there's some people are the types that they don't even want to speak about the problem. It's their defense speak, mechanism. Yeah, yeah, it's if you get what I mean, it's yeah, their yeah. their protection. It's their their them being closed up themselves yeah. and you're you're starting to knock on the door and they're like. I want I this door to stay closed right now. Do you get yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, so yeah. yeah, like if you if you were to then unlock the door and walk in and stuff like that, then obviously, even though they're not expecting you, they then kind of like mm-hmm. understand and stuff. Yeah. Like uh, I've had friends tell me about like their deepest, darkest secrets. They haven't even told their parents, if you get what wow. I mean, because they felt comfortable enough to say it to me, mm-hmm. if you get what I mean. Um, quite a few, a few of my friends like um, actually, and I think that's why we're such good friends now as well, mm-hmm. because like we're, we're not we're not surface level. Do you get what I mean? But like, I think with you, I actually do think you two are very similar. And like you give, you both give a lot yeah. to your friends and you always have positive, happy vibes. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to remember 
that you guys can speak about your problems rather than taking on everyone else's problems. Yeah, oh, yeah, I nah. think, yeah, all go on. <laughs> nah, you go first, you go first. Yeah, I think that's like speak my biggest problem as well. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> no, I think that's my problem. I feel like for me, I think like he was saying, I think because I've seen a lot as well, like growing up in Africa, a lot of my family have like died. And I think all I've seen, sorry, someone just tried to come in. <laughs> yeah, and all I've seen is like a lot of people hurt in my family. And mm. I just used to get anxiety thinking, how can I, what, what can better. I do, you yeah. know? So I think growing up, I've always wanted like to say like, every, just to make sure everyone's good, regardless. Mm. Like I think, and that's why I always go back to all about the vibes. It's mainly, mm. it's actually more of like, I just want to be around, like I want, to make people feel happy yeah. because it makes yeah. me happy if that makes mm -hmm. sense so but i feel like sometimes i again i put other people first i don't really mm -hmm. think about all oh, like let me express myself because sometimes my friends will be upset and let's say i'm going through it as well mm -hmm. i would rather listen to you rather than i'm that type of person i want to listen to you and give you advice even though my life is crashing down yeah yeah Do you know yeah. what i mean i don't want to yeah. be like oh well and i did it but i think yeah. it's important that you, sh you should do myself. that and you no, express i do yourself. i think i'm slowly balancing it now thanks to you because <laughs> i wouldn't talk i would be like selma you okay and i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but deep down and then i think when she got to know me she knew again mm -hmm. body language because you know that yeah, i'm actually yeah. loud and then all of a sudden I'm acting funny. And then there was one time I was like, look, I sat you down. I was like, Salma, you're going to have to start talking about it now. I swear to yeah, God. Yeah, I think I've slowly found that balance that I can express myself and at the same time be there for my friends, if mm. that makes sense. But before, I'm just more of like, I just want to make sure, you know, you're good. It makes me feel good as well. But anyways, <laughs> go yeah, on. Yeah, no, I completely I agree. I agree with that. Like, uh, making other people feel happy is what actually makes me happy. Knowing that mm. nobody in this room is stressed, if you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like when I like when I walk back into the family house, if you get what I mean, if my little cousin's upset about this, or mm. I'll, I'll try and help there, or um, whether it's with like down to the si simple things as like helping him with the schoolwork or helping him with this. Like my little cousin wanted to start a business, and he goes, "Come, how do I?" I want to start Aww. reselling trainers, if you Aww, get what I mean. Cause, yeah, because his dad's always bought him trainers from being young, if you get what I mean. So he understood how much his trainers cost, if you get what I mean. Okay, so then, okay. So then as, he got, as he got older and seen he can make a bit of profit off of it, and mm -hmm. he's obviously st and doesn't, hasn't started working yet, we're just coming out of year 11, he was like, come on, I want to start my own business. I at, love that. At that, yeah. at that young age in it. So I like, obviously made him a logo, made him this, made him oh, that. did you make you him a logo? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's, that's what it is. It's, sometimes it's not about money, it's about like things that you can do for free Free mm. to help somebody else, for like real, for support real. smile at a stranger in the street. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah little like little things, compliment yeah, yeah. people. Like I'll stop and chat yeah. to my my shopkeeper, my local shopkeeper. So like mm. everyone then becomes like family in a way, like. Mm -hmm. The security guard at off the square origin saeed yeah he feels like an uncle to me if you get what i mean yeah i get what you mean we would yeah, stand there yeah. and have so many conversations at that door like i know so much about him that mm -hmm. everyone just seen him as security guard but yeah, he's like one yeah. of the wisest guys most mm -hmm. like calm collected like cool guys i've ever met in my life and there's a lot yeah. less that even he could ever mm. he could give to me exactly. if you get me where uh, other people and just see him as a security guard or you just see him as a shopkeeper or just see him as that. you don't see him as human if you and get me. And i think i see everyone as human you're present i think yeah. that's because you're so present and you're aware of your surroundings and you're not necessarily always on your phone yeah. because you're aware of your surroundings. You want to engage with people. And I think phones do yeah. like make you disengage with your surroundings, disengage, disengage with the world with around everything. you. And you don't, and people don't speak to each other anymore. You're, you're in the queue to a shop, everyone's on their phone. It's crazy. It's, it's literally like there's two worlds. And when you, when you go on your phone, you plug into a different world in a way. Bro, that's, Bro. Like, that's actually from true. Yeah, that's and, so you, and then some people are on their phones the whole day and I'm like trying to speak to them. My auntie is very bad for it now, actually. It's um, the older, even my mom and dad. Yeah, I'm like, auntie, oh, sorry if you're watching this, Auntie man. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's terrible on her phone. Like we all we all make her aware of it. Like she can be sat on her phone, like and a head down playing a game or um, speaking to friends in in like foreign countries and and stuff like that. But she'll she'll get so immersed in her phone that I'll be like, <laughs> like, 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 even if I ask Sucks her something that's in. something that's benefit for her, like, do you want me to make your cup of tea? Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to, I could ask her anything. And she's so plugged into that world that it's like she's not here anymore. Ah. Like you're just seeing a body and a mind somewhere else, if you get me. And that's and what they said. There's this like study that's come out, like loads, um, these kids, this like younger, the new generation of kids coming up, they've been a bit more neglected because their parents are always on their smartphones. Like they're yeah, not yeah. as getting as much attention. So they're having like issues of like, you know, when you when you lack attention when you're a young kid and how that's going to impact you when you're older. So really, it's kind of like the next epidemic of phones. Yeah, like. I think yeah, charity it's... begins at home as well. Like I think like everything starts at home because I think sometimes I'll, I think I'm saying this to you that sometimes when you get older, you some certain people don't really work on themselves and deal with their trauma because your trauma is going to carry like carry out your life. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like everything starts at home, and then the more you get older it's up to you to think, you know what, do I want to work on this and accept 
my trauma and move forward? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to just sit here and blame my, like, Surrounding. feel sorry for myself and then be more negative, if that makes sense? Because mm-hmm. everyone has their own story, if that makes sense. It's just more of, like, what you do. That's what I say. Yeah. I, say I say the same thing. Like, spend your spend your 20s um, getting rid of your childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I said that to him. Like, we've all been... My whole family's been through the same trauma yeah. but we've all reacted differently to it if um, you get what I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, it yeah. sent some family members through depression and mm. on antidepressants and stuff it sent um a lot of us through suicidal thoughts and stuff like yeah, that um, um obviously I think everyone initially went from for that period but I feel like I stood up the quickest if you get what I mean like yeah. I went to university and graduated university yeah if you get what I mean like I promised my nana that I'd go to university um, when she was when she's passing away so I used that as fuel to then go and graduate mm-hmm. if you get what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. um so I feel like everyone goes through traumatic periods it's what you do with it um and, and how um tough times create strong men is the quote I'm gonna make it mm-hmm. genderless and yeah. say none uh, men or women strong people. um yeah yeah so I think I think um they say that also the darker the darkness the brighter the light and I yeah. think and I think if you only when you've been through tough periods and 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 gone through tough things in life that you can get this this personal i feel yeah my, my friends that are the most positive are the friends that have been through the worst yeah if you get what i mean i think it's, it's how you actually like mm-hmm. um how you how you are and how in who you choose to be and how you want to be and mm-hmm. i think if everyone woke up in the morning and said i want to be a positive person today like i want to change the world then we'd get to a point where the world, the world is a lot be better. it's a beautiful yeah, place yeah, yeah. But some people wake up and i'm like oh like I feel entitled to this, or and they ha- I'm and they tired today, so I'm gonna think yeah. it. Oh, I'm in a bad mood today, so I'm gonna so go I'm and act out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if even if I'm in a bad mood, that like me, like I used to have very bad anger issues. Yeah, um, really, I would never even, have thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, if wow. I'm ever annoyed, I just take a deep breath and I go out on a walk, and I'm yeah, like, I'm, yeah. and that's I'm not going back and going off on anyone. Do you get what I mean? So because when I was a lot younger, though, I don't think I'm an angry. Yeah, you don't see my. Yeah, yeah. My used to be killer cam. Killer cam, Right, we need to close it down. But I just want to say thank you so much for coming. This was vibes. That was so interesting. And such an interesting, insightful chat. I knew it would be like this. You know, I expected nothing less because, like, you always have such an incredible perspective. And your energy is just vibes, man. I feel like naturally, obviously, we've talked about how like you're such a nice person and given. I think you can just feel it if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, I, I feel like you can just tell naturally that that's the person you are. If that makes sense, you don't need to prove yourself or anything like that. Naturally, that's yeah, what yeah. Emma says. Speaks sees. And I feel like I've seen the same thing that you're just humbled. I think that's one thing I, lo- I love about you that you're just humbled and chilled. Yeah, you know, I'm do just, you know I mean? just yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I say, who who else can you be than, exactly. than yourself? Than your to be authentic honest. self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So plug your socials. What can yes. people expect from you in the next couple of months? Let yeah. Um, so my Instagram um, is Apolis, um A P O double L U double S. So double L and double S. Um, and then obviously um, the events are at Origin um, MCR. Um, and then, yeah, I have started to go across platform, but mainly Instagram is where you'll find me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, coming forward, obviously the events will be back. Mm-hmm. Origin will be back strong. Woo! Strong with force. Exciting. Um, we do have a date booked in another city. Um, oh! That's not Manchester. Um, so we're going to start moving around a little bit. I love that. Um, and then, yeah, my personally as well, I feel like obviously when you're, when you, Invest in so much other people, you do need to ask that you say not neglect yourself. So mm-hmm. my photography, I'm going to be pushing out um, a lot I more. Um, my conceptual um, side of it, my poetry, um, and yeah, doing like solo exhibitions and stuff. So amazing. That's also. Yeah. I can't wait. But yeah. Well, thank you, you well. so yeah, much. Thank you so much for coming. This was, was really lit. fun. Honestly, that was really fun. Yeah, no, thank you. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. subscribe. We'll be back next week with another episode of Stirred Up. <laughs>